Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are trebuchet from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! So you guys know I'm like no stranger to spas and getting pampered, right? I've got a weekly reservation at the Ranch Malibu for me and Pebbles. And now that I've missed like three weeks or something, that's probably why my goddamn shoulder's acting up. But these hot springs are pretty damn close, all things considered. Uh, <sighs> shit. I ever tell you guys about the best spa day I ever had? Uh, I don't think so. Nah. I wasn't able to get my normal reservation at the Malibu. They double booked me with <laughs> The Rock. But I had gone extra hard at the gym the day before, so I really needed to loosen up. I needed it bad. So I ended up finding this tiny little masseuse in downtown Malibu. There was a sign for a special offer in the window. So I just went in. Ooh, Sebastian, you see where this is going? Uh, loud and clear, buddy. Man, they did things you wouldn't believe in there. I'd never seen techniques like this. Using elbows and knees somehow at the same time. It was nuts, dude. But then came the best part. At the end, I got a little... uh uh creamy creation a uh, lickable delight a mouth's favorite treat a, a saucy surprise a succulent sensation a deep and delectable dessert a helpful handout a dripping delicacy an hour of homemade hard work oh a nutty nibble a happy ending oh man it was when they brought out that homemade ice cream i didn't even care that it wasn't my cheat day it was so good and complimentary, too. I couldn't believe it. Uh, wait. You were talking about ice cream? Obviously. Weren't you guys? You're a tease, bro. What? Wait, what do you mean? Guys? Guys? Have you ever wanted to watch an 80s-inspired, Jet-themed workout series? Of course you have. Who doesn't want to see Jet in the smallest short shorts you've ever seen? Well, when we hit 150 members of the cast and crew, we will be filming our D&D-themed workout series, Sweat with Jet. It's mainly for laughs, but we promise it'll actually make a decent workout, too. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew. You'll receive so many exclusive goodies like access to hours upon hours of exclusive bonus content, an invite to our community Discord, where we host live listening parties and community-run games, as well as entry into our merch giveaway that we do for every single Cast Party episode. Speaking of, this episode's merch giveaway winner is... Simon! 
Now, we'll be dropping an exclusive piece of themed merch for the release of Xander's Alien Abduction one-shot, which our wonderful community helped achieve over on Patreon by hitting 100 members of the cast and crew, so be sure to keep your eyes peeled for it at cast-party.myshopify.com. The merch will be accessible to everyone. The Alien Abduction one-shot, however, is exclusive to our patrons. But if you'd like to grab some shirts, hoodies, stickers, and so much more, head on over to cast-party.myshopify.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McBenison. I will be your director for today. I am joined by my frigid cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensley is an emo at heart musician who believes that the best condiment to dip french fries in is ranch. Fuck yeah, it is. False. Goddamn right, Sebastian. False. Is that an emo kid thing? Uh, I don't know. It's a Ryan thing, so I made it canon in Sebastian. So. All right, perfect. So I feel like it is an emo kid thing. <laughs> Probably. Because like you and yeah. me, like we, we like it. Sebastian likes it. False hard facts. It's honey mustard. It's also fine. Easy second. Question though, would you count... Because, like, poutine is french fries with cheese curds and gravy. No, like, because that's why I didn't do, like, loaded fries. Because that would have been tough. Poutine is is like a almost entree on its own. Yeah, it's an app. Anna Brisbane. <gasps> Blueberry Sky, who has a mild phobia of pigeons, dating back to her first visit to New York City as a toddler. Uh, her parents took her to Washington Square Park, where a man was feeding pigeons, and so she ran up excitedly with her bagel, and she was swarmed with pigeons, and they pooped on her, and accidentally scratched her hands, and it traumatized her, and she's still hesitant to visit New York today due to its astronomical pigeon population. Fair enough. I totally feel you, Blueberry. <laughs> I love pigeons so much. They're so pretty. Crows are so much better. Crows are assholes, man. Because you're not friends with them. Dude, I swear to God, every time I go out in the woods, they laugh at me. It's true. So bring them gifts. <laughs> what kind of gift do you bring a crow? All they do is Anything. eat garbage. Shiny things. They're puppy dogs of the sky. Absolutely not. See, that's why they don't like you. And we have Nigel Deacon. Hey, what's going on? Xander Gucci Supreme who knows his parents are androids, but also knows that his sister absolutely isn't one. His feelings towards his android-replaced family never really changed, like aside from feeling the need to be ever so slightly more protective of his sister around them. Um, nothing ever happened for that to be necessary, so even after what happened and not seeing her for several years, he's sure his sister is doing all right. What? Whoa. So they were replaced by androids? Like, you're, you're familiar with, like, do androids dream of electric sheep or Fallout 4 or Blade Runner? Like, all all three of the exact same story that's told. Androids are replacing people and... Vince Perito. Jet the Boulder Chambers. Jet, in the past, when he was a, a wee little lad, he, like Sebastian, wanted to be a uh, rock star for a little while. And he tried to make his own band. He called it The Clap. Because he heard that from like some adult in passing one day. Some guy was like, oh man, the claps really got me going today. So he was like, oh, that's a cool name. And he decided to use that. But nobody would join for some reason, mainly because everybody thought he was weird when he was a kid and he didn't really have friends. And so his dreams of being a rock star kind of fell through. 
Not that he was trying to get everyone in on the clap. <laughs> and, and that's <laughs> that's one of the reasons why uh, he kind of almost, in a sense, like, idolizes Sebastian in a way. No. <gasps> Aw. That's so cute. My heart. Well, let's get right into it. Talk about what happened last time. You're greeted by Keith, who dropped a basket of goodies for you all as you exited Berdarium. Xander got a nice, fancy new tramp stamp. Sebastian got a goblinoid skull staff, and you all got a little richer. You left Berndarium and went back to the hot springs to relax, where Sebastian saw he had a message on his sending stone. Adwolf told you that the king was dead, and the keeper and his demonic hound followed them to Pojin at the Evergem. You decided to head there after Adwolf said he was on a different plane, and that Pojin had sent him there. With newfound hope, you headed towards the north. Claude brought the airship up into the air, and you avoided Cordalra's line of sight during your travels northward. You did end up going through the magistrate information you found in Berdarium. You found out they wanted to create a pocket army that they could rip open at any location with ease. The most mobile army in history. There was a picture of a dagger with a purple crystal blade next to this page. You were also able to open the journal of a captain that was padlocked shut and left behind, finding out that they had orchestrated this plan to ruin the Valorth wedding. This was the first draft of the plan. The last line of this journal was, End Phase 2, Begin Phase 3. You also discovered some runes that represented emotions at the back of this journal. It almost looked like a cipher or a password of some sort. With this knowledge, you took pictures of all these pages and descended down into the wintry north. Walking along the upper ridge that leads to the Evergem, you were stopped by guards. Curtly sent you down into the ravine to speak with Commander Redstream. He would not allow this group of cartographers near the Evergem because one of their order had been murdered. Pojin had been killed. Now you are in this ravine. A harsh wind blows some of the snow off the nearby cliffs, showering you all with freezing droplets. A small pigeon, wearing a brown furry scarf, flies out from Commander Redstream's jacket and lands upon the hilt of his sword that is strapped to his back. And so the scene is set. The question is... What will you do next? I would like to stealth behind Jet. Okay, you're taking just a little step back. Uh-huh. Give me stealth roll. 19. Oh. You feel like you are well hidden. Just from the pigeon. <laughs> Jet is definitely in between you and the pigeon as well as Commander Redstream. Did I already use the donut bag today? Yes, because you guys haven't taken a long rest yet. I think it is nighttime, though. It is very much nighttime. It is dark. All you're seeing is the glow from over the ridge from the Evergem. And so there's a bunch of different guards here. If you remember, Commander Redstream said one of his order had been murdered, so they don't want outsiders coming in right now. Um. Well, first of all, sorry for your loss, bro. Uh, that's um, that's big. Sad. How 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 did he die? How how did he get murdered? Do you know who murdered him? I'm sorry, I'm asking this weird, but like, are you doing like an investigation right now? Y'all detecting thing? You detecting detectiving? <laughs> Well, you see, we are investigating right now. We don't know who did it. Uh, well, good news for you. We actually um, nightlight as detectives. Like we, we're a we're a cartographer detective combo, <laughs> and I have a hunch. 
that is that's a thing that detectives have. Your boy was actually taken out by the magistrate's dog hound, the magistrate's hound. So your hound. We're not the magistrate. What? Sebastian, he points at the skull you have that has the magistrate symbol carved in it. Oh, oh, no, not, okay, this thing, no. Uh, this is just someone dead from the magistrate, which I carved into the skull, uh, as a reminder that all magistrate must die. He takes a second, and he whistles real sharp, but real fast. His pigeon that was on the sword hilt starts flying up, (laughs) and it starts circling around you all. What's it doing? And he looks at you guys again, and then he whistles, bubbles down. The pigeon comes back and lands on his hilt. Is it okay if I search you? I mean, I'd rather you not, but if it's necessary, I guess? I won't have to touch you. Oh. Okay. Is there anything you're looking for specifically? Yes. Do you mind if I ask what? I mean, you could see most of what's on our person right now. He bends down and he scoops up a bunch of snow into his hands. So is that a yes or... Yeah, you can search me. If you must. Yeah. He inhales real deep and he blows the snow at all of you. It expands in like this mist. You can see his eyes go from brown to light blue for just a second. And then they come down. Did you just x-ray me? I think he just x-rayed you. Does he know what an x-ray is? (laughs) And he looks at you, Sebastian. In your head, you hear, not part of the magistrate. I'll reply back in his head. No, sir. Why did you really come here? To save a friend. Are they part of the destined? I don't know what that is. We are the destined. Hype fucking band name. (laughs) Pojin was one of our own that's who we came here to see he's pretty good about keeping his face calm and he says in your head you better hide that staff and any other magic you have while we're here there's a large magistrate presence at the Evergen okay is it okay if I tell everyone We're, we're all on the same page here I promise. Yes. Is there a reason you two are staring so intensely at each other? Uh. Some of my snow got stuck on his shoulder. I was just waiting for it to fall off. I felt it, and I... uh, No, it's... Okay, I was going to come up with some kind of lie, but... (laughs) Why would I lie to you guys? Um, Okay, so here's the thing. Are you saying this aloud? Yeah, yeah, all of this aloud. Mm-hmm. What? What's going on? Are you both okay right now? I thought you said it was okay I could tell them. Not allowed. What? Not not out loud. Oh, not not out loud. It's <laughs> allowed, uh, but not out loud. Got it. <laughs> okay, like okay. A-L-O-U-D. Got it. I, I... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I will bring out the sending stone. Who doesn't have a sending stone? Me. Okay. I'm going to hike my jacket up and kind of cover it with my mouth and whisper into the sending stone. Okay, um, this is the best way I could do it to where 
It would be in all of your heads. Hi, Blueberry. Hi, Xander. Someone's gonna have to inform Jet at some point. It's me. Okay, so there's like mad magistrate people here. Um, he told me in my head and we just gotta be careful. So like, Blueberry, make sure your staff's covered. I gotta hide this thing. Um, and try not to use any of our magics. That's fine with Jet. He doesn't have magic anyway. Nerd. Um, but <laughs> someone should inform him of what's going on. Sounds good, boss. I'll um, slap Jed on the chest. Psst, no magic. What? Why are you guys staring at each other like this? What is going on? The sending stones. I don't have my phone on me. I know that's why I said it to you out loud. Said what? No magic. Magic? I don't have any. Exactly. <laughs> Whispered into the phone. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Can I see one of your maps, please? Yeah, here. It's hand-drawn by Xander. Takes it, and he looks at it. He hands it back to you. One of you give me a deception check. It's gotta be either me or Sebastian, right? I said it was your map. Go for it. Oh, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. 19. He hands it back to you, Xander. All right. I'll take you into Frost's end. He yells up to Curtly to come down and take his position as he starts walking you guys further through this ravine. As you guys are walking, it is very, very quiet. You're just hearing the wind blowing. Xander, in your head, you hear Commander Redstream. He is walking in front of you. He's not looking at you. Well-made map. I'll think back. Thanks, boss. We don't need you here for that. Good, because I'm not a great cartographer. <laughs> I'm sure your friend told you, but no magic here. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We have a good relationship with the magistrate. While, while they're doing that, I'm scouring through my bag just to find some sort of, like, tattered cloth that I can just wrap around the, the goblin's forehead like a bandana. And Blueberry, your staffs and stuff were already covered, or is it just the ice one is covered? It was just the ice one that was covered, but I could wrap them around the same thing. As we're walking, I want to go up to Blueberry and just ask her, so, like... When when I pull my when I when I pull my weapons out and like I put them on fire and stuff, do you think that's magic? Yeah. What about when like I touch people and they feel better? Yeah. But like if I make people tell the truth? Yeah, definitely. So like anything I do is magic. Yeah. Xander, I do have magic. No, you don't. Like, I know that you had that one card trick that you showed me that was really cool. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but that's that's I know it's hand tricks, bro. It's not magic. It's hand tricks. You're doing some handy stuff and that's it. <laughs> you are an interesting bunch. You sound like you need a place to rest. That would be awesome. I definitely have snow in my shoe. Yeah. I mean, I feel a lot more energized right now than I usually do this time of night, but, like, it'd be a good idea. I'm sure we can get you some extra tents for the night, and then we can speak in the morning. Uh, I can lead you to the foxhole, if you'd like, while we set you up with accommodations. Does it feel like he's leading us anywhere bad? Give me insight. That's an 11. It just seems like he's taking you to a place that he thinks you'll be safe. Because he's got to do something with you. It's probably not smart for him to do that at nighttime when you guys are here and just showed up. Okay. Thank you. 
And so he keeps on continuing through. You guys have to, again, walk through this ravine. It curves to the west. And as you open up along this ravine, you can see ahead of you is a village in the snow. All of these buildings are covered with snow on their roofs. These buildings are pretty big. They're mostly made of different types of wood. There are a couple like really big buildings, one of them completely made of stone off to the north. But what the huge surprising thing, of course, here is the Everjet. It is this giant floating orangish red gem that as you get closer to it, you can see there is actually less snow on the ground. And you can see there are all these tents in the area that is just dirt and mud. All of the permanent buildings are built out into the snow layer. As you guys get closer and closer to the epigram, you can start to feel the warmth coming off of it. It's not unbearably hot, but you can feel this warmth is radiating out of it. I'm going to hand my sending stone to Jet and just be like, if you need an update, ask Sebastian, because I feel like you're a little lost. A little bit. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> you just say ring, ring. They just hear you say <laughs> ring, ring, ring. <laughs> uh, hello? Oh, sorry, wrong number. Ring, ring, ring. Banana phone. There it is. Hi, buddy. I'm still here. So, oh. Hi, Xander. I didn't know you were on the group call. I can't not be. Y'all are in my brain. So what's like going on right now? Because I think I have a general idea, but I don't really know for sure. Oh, okay. So this guy's kind of chill. He thought we were with the magistrate because I had the symbol on my skull. Uh, the goblin skull, not my actual skull. Then he was like, yo, there's like mad magistrate peeps here. So you got to chill with the magic. Okay. And that's why I called them and I was like, Dude, Jet has so much magic, like, we gotta let him know to chill, but we couldn't find a good time to talk to you. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really glad that you were able to hop on this call so we can get a plan for the future. So yeah, just try not to use any, like, overly obvious magic, because they're gonna figure it out. So we, we just gotta chill a little bit. Alright, should we be keeping a good eye out for the magistrate, or what? Are, are they gonna be in our immediate vicinity, or... I guess they're pretty out in the open. So they have like a whole relationship together here, like kind of co-mingling. So I I guess that guy's fine. He he's not a big fan of the magistrate or he wouldn't have told us. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta go help figure out what happened to Pojin. Alright, alright. Well I'm gonna run up on my minute soon, so I'll give my phone back. Alright. Uh, over and out, Roger Roger, click. And I'm throwing the phone back to Blueberry. Okay, thanks. This bitch just said click, I say to Blueberry. <laughs> he, he hung up the phone by saying click. What the fuck is it? Using minutes? He's still using a track phone? Bruh. Like, I'm homeless and I don't have a track phone. I mean, he called me by saying ring ring. Like, bruh. Adam Wolf, are you hearing all of this? as you guys are having this conversation you are walking through you can see that commander redstream does not continue towards the evergem he starts continuing down towards the southern portion of this village so you start walking and he shows you to a tavern you walk up it's just a rectangular building it says on the front the foxhole 
the tavern itself you can see has like these thick walls to help keep the cold out and even like really thick windows all around you can't see much inside other than that there is light coming out of it commander Redstream is like we will set up a few tents for you by the ever gem just just one or two should should be fine thank you we'll put two next to each other appreciate you boss sebastian you trying to get foxed up uh sure yeah Commander Redstream heads back off towards the northwest area. It's actually like the other end of the Evergem. There are two orcs that are currently right outside of the foxhole. One is smoking a cigar outside, and they are covered in like different furs. Have we ever seen orcs before? You've seen half orcs. These are full orcs. You can see that their skin is less of like the bright green that you've seen before. It's more of like a dull green with like a bluish hue to it. Yo, those toothy boys are pretty dope looking. They're huge. Jet arm wrestle one of them or both of them. You got two arms. At the same time, that'd be so hype. How could I do that? I'm right handed. My left arm, I couldn't take the other one on. You could do it. You can double wrestle. Just double fist them boys, you know? Just come on. Oh, sorry, bro. That's like I that. can only fist so many people in one day, man. Hey, hey, yo, yo. Uh Mr. and Mr. Sirs, uh, we got a big boy here looking to arm wrestle you. Uh, I mean I mean it's like you know, we don't have to. Like there's not even a table to arm wrestle on nearby. Um, there's lots of tables inside. Yes. Uh, we'll buy you a drink if you arm wrestle our boy. All right. If there's drinks involved, maybe. You get a drink if you win. I'll double it. Sick. All right, so we'll head in. As you're walking in, arm around you, Jet. Name's Varg. Varg? Oh, oh you're a mighty large gentleman, aren't you? Oh, see, you got some big arms, too, there. You, uh, you work out, or, uh, what? Every day. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I do, too. It's been a little bit since my last workout, though. I've been a little busy. It, uh, you're probably really tired from, you know, working out all day today. So if you wanted to, like, you know, take a break, we could just have a drink, you know. <laughs> it's just an arm wrestle. You won't get hurt. Oh. Jed, I found a table. Oh, yeah, perfect. Great, thanks. You can see that this place is super rowdy. There's one open table. And you can see Varg walks right over and puts the half a cigar back into his box. This was their table already, and they were just outside for a smoke. This place is one large open room. It is just a rectangle. It's not like there are guest rooms or a kitchen or anything. There are three different fireplaces in here, all burning hot. It actually feels quite warm and humid when you walk inside. Pretty rowdy with a group of mostly local orcs here. They're all dressed in their like dark gray and brown furs. Even the bartender here is an orc. You can see that most of the orcs here are eating some sort of dark blue fish. And then there's also one larger woman who is eating a tentacle that must have been from something pretty big. It looks like they seem to cook over the fire here to serve the patrons. There is a bar off to one corner where you can see that only one person in here that is not an orc. She is a half-elven woman. She is wearing thick furs with decorative shoulder pads that attach a long cape that runs down the back of the bar stool. She has this long red hair that is currently tucked behind her ears. Even just seeing her from behind, that you can see that she is confident and beautiful. She has light but almost coppery skin that glows in the orange-red light from the flames that illuminate the bar. 
She is drinking from a pint glass and isn't talking with anyone right now. But the bartender seems to know her well. He catches her eye. She nods and he pours another pint for her. He grabs a slab of ice from somewhere behind the counter and puts it onto the bar. And he uses it like a frozen coaster for her soon to be drink. Does anyone here look like they'd be with the magistrate? Give me perception. 17. You're doing a glance. You're not seeing any red handkerchiefs. You're not really seeing anyone who seems like they would be. As you kind of look around, you've never seen an orc with the magistrate before or a half orc even. The only one who possibly could be is probably this woman. But you don't see anything standing out from her right now that would suggest that she is. But Varg immediately brings Jet over, grabs the drink he's already drinking from, finishes it, and then hands the dirty glass to Sebastian. You'll need to hold this. Uh, I run and put it on the bar because I'm going to whip Daisy out and sing a song to Jet to help him get in the mood. Uh, so I'll, I'll run. I'll run over to the bar. I'll drop the pint off on the the counter. I'll run back and I'll give Jet a nice little slap on the shoulder. This one's for you, buddy. You got this. Okay. As right? he says that, I grab him on both shoulders, and you can see I'm like visibly sweating. Sebastian, what the hell, dude? We've never seen these things before. We don't know what they can do. I'm only so big. They're huge, but that's why I'm here. I'm here to play you a song. Ah. <sighs> It's okay, you got this. I'm gonna help. Sit down. Enjoy. And I flip Daisy around. <laughs> Everybody! Uh, trying to gather some sort of attention from the bar. <clears throat> There's a place off Hollywood Boulevard where I used to sit and play my guitar. I was 18 and Jet was alright. Staying out late, dreaming of you. All night. I'm 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 walking to the bar and clapping and and just like woo. That is advanced bardic inspiration for you, by the way. Sorry, Jet. As you finish watching Sebastian give this song, you turn around and Varg just finishes cracking all of his knuckles. I, I go into my same little warm-up routine where, like, I, I try to warm up my shoulder a little bit, and you get a good in there, and then the other side, but it doesn't pop, and I like, try harder, and it doesn't work, and then I pop my thumbs. He puts his hand down across from you. Just a friendly game. It's just for an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just friends doing friendly friend things. And I throw my arm on the table, somewhat shaking. Give me athletics check. First roll with the new dice, and it's 23, baby! Let's go! Can I cutting words his wrestle? (laughs) Yeah. What are you saying? As they go for, like, the big clasp, and I see him, like, start to struggle, I'm like, man, you're such a big dude! I thought this would be super easy! You're just making this feel awkward! You can see he, like, starts to take over Jet for just a moment, and you say that, and he shoots his eyes at you almost angrily. Jet, you're able to take it just a moment later and push his hand. Jet, you would have failed if Sebastian did not. Cutting words that. Oh, damn. Did I I win? I I did it? Guys, guys, I stand up, throw my arms in there. I did it! Go, Jet! 
as the orc is like kind of chilling there, I want to go over. I'm like, I am so sorry if that was insensitive. Um, I just <laughs> wanted to come apologize. I was, can I get you a drink? I'm sorry. Is this your first time? Yeah. Just to Frost End or in all of the Orctic? What? Wow. That was good. <laughs> what now? Okay, two drinks for you. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> Are you getting Chad a drink, Sebastian? I only have two hands. Okay, so you're getting two for Farg? Yeah, we're homies now. Yeah, he starts shooting the shit with you guys. I'm at the bar getting the other six drinks. While I'm ordering the, the six drinks, because I'm over there, I'm going to interact with the half-elf. You can see that she has just finished her one pint. She sets it off to the side, grabs the other one, and she starts sipping it as you sit down next to her. Uh, what's cracking, girl boss? Um, I can't help but notice that you're not an orc. Very perceptive. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Sorry. All right. Let me restart. You might want to I, I butchered that one. Hold on. You can see in front of her, she has four dice, a D12, a D8, a D6, and a D4. And she rolls the D6. You have four first tries. That's number one. Whoa. Um, all right. So my name is Xander. Me and my boys are, and Blue, uh, we're cartographers. We're just visiting. Um, and we're just kind of like getting a lay of the land, and I don't know if we made a great first impression with the orcs so far, so I'm just covering all our bases. That's a dope cape. There's plenty of maps already made of this area. While I'm at the bar, I am going to cast Prestidigitation on Xander. I'm grabbing my drinks, and I look over, and I see him start chatting her up, and I am going to make him smell like his favorite Gucci cologne. <laughs> Sebastian, as you look over, you get a look at this woman. She looks a lot like a person you're very familiar with, who you've looked at for hours and hours on end. Not exactly like it, but just enough. She's got these freckles just above her nose and under her eyes. She's got really soft face she very much resembles Halsey. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I already cast it on him. And I gotta respect dibs. Damn it, Santa. <laughs> she turns around, looks at you, Xander, and you can see she has a magistrate necklace on. Interesting perfume. Oops. Pardon me? Take a whiff. I... I'm sorry, I like I I'm sure you smell lovely, but I lost my sense of smell like three years ago. Doesn't matter. She grabs her drink, takes another sip. You have two left. Oh. Um I guess I'm actually like all set. I, I was just kinda like wanting to introduce myself to you and uh let you know, like, we're here. We're just hanging out, we're new in town. If you uh have any like, need any help with any jobs or anything? Need any maps made? I'm the best in the region. Are you here to join the Destined? Uh, no. What is that? Religious fanatics. Oh, interesting. In a previous career, uh, I was interested in that sort of thing, like, more like learning about it, not exactly joining it. 
had a cousin that got involved with uh with this one and he just got like really hung up in it and i so i joined too so that i could see like what he was doing make sure he got out okay it was all just like a money thing so i, I got out of that pretty quick it was tough they they based all their shit on mountains which is wild what were we talking about oh yeah no sorry my bad um i'm not i'm not here for that no like we, we here we're here to to map things out wanted to see the ever gem because like it's a tourist attraction right yes very exciting floating gem i mean it's not like they're everywhere right why are you here stationed here for now you know you look kind of familiar we haven't met before right she looks at you kind of up and down if this is your first time at the ever gem i doubt it been here a long while oh damn well that's chilly that sucks but I'm gonna get back to the homies. Uh, got got these drinks. Oh ch- wait, okay. Are you with the magistrate? Is that what I'm saying? Like, oh, obviously, because you're stationed here. <laughs> I'm stupid. My bad. All right, peace. I'm gonna grab the six drinks. Traverse back to the fam. If you need anything, you let us know. She's with the magistrate. Halsey's with the magistrate. What? Halsey. Oh, that's a problem. I did magic just all over you, my dude. Is that you, bitch? I mean, it smells delicious, but I had to lie and say I don't have noses. I can't smell. (laughs) I just wanted you to have a taste of home. Smell of home? Whatever. You were the one that told us not to do magic. I forgot. And did you did you tell her your name? Well, I guess Sebastian Sangjet's name pretty loudly. I was celebrating his glorious win. My dude did so good. Well, hopefully she doesn't know about us. Speaking of my win, I haven't got my drink yet. Yes, you did. I just handed it to you. No, from our bro over here. I said I would get you a drink if you won. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, I'll drink it then. Fine. Vark, you want another drink? Here, drink the one that Jed doesn't want. Fine, I'll get my own. And I get up and go to the bar. I don't know what his problem is. Anyway, she, she's she been stationed up here a while, so I did say my name, but I don't think she, she knows anything. Okay. Does it feel like she's watching us? Give me perception. Jet, you're up at the bar. Give me perception as well. Oh, I keep rolling. Crap. Uh, 15. 16. Jet, you do see, now that you're over there, Blueberry, you see this as well. Jet, as you're up there, you get the bartender's attention. And you can see she pulls out a notebook of some sort. And it looks like she's reading through it. And then she begins writing something. At the end of it, flips to like the very last open page. And she writes something on the corner of a page and rips it off. I'll just be hanging out at the bar, kind of taking a sip out of my, my mug and uh, notice that out of the corner of my eye. And I'll just say... If you're trying to give me your number, I'm not interested. And I'll just go back to my drink. S tier opener, honestly. Damn, like try, like negging. Oh my god. <laughs> she looks over to you, Jet. Men are fucking idiots. She doesn't even know what he means. Yeah, what number? <laughs> yeah, what number? She just hands you a six, like. A- <laughs> Immediately, I turn in her direction. I'm just like, you know, you are absolutely right. I just, I never seem to understand them in any sort of aspect. (laughs) She takes another sip of her drink. You can see as she puts it down, it sounds like it's done. 
the bartender you can see is kind of trying to catch her eye and she just pushes the pint forward and doesn't look at him she shoots a glance over at you jet not worth my time she stands up as she walks out xander she walks to you and puts a folded up piece of paper in front of you he only needed three and continues walking out hey my boy got a number (laughs) a number (laughs) the fuck is that oh damn you're welcome I feel like Blueberry and Sebastian are both like over my shoulder, like looking. Yeah, around. oh yeah. <laughs> it reads like an address, and it says "knock three times." Fascinating. Is that like booty call instructions? Th- those are numbers. This was not my goal. I'm gonna let everyone know here right now. I was not trying to pick up this woman. I was just kind of like, I don't know, I needed to know what, what was going on. We gotta be, like, investigative. That's what detectives do. Honestly, that's kind of how you have to be sometimes, is, like, not even really trying, just being. Damn, you're right. While Blueberry's talking, I'm writing that down in my lyrics journal. <laughs> <laughs> because God knows Sebastian needs it. I'm running back to the table after we see her leave, and just throwing my arm over Xander's shoulder and saying, like, What's her number? Did you text her yet? Did you call her? Dog, we don't have phones. You called a rock a phone. Also, call her? Gross. (laughs) Sebastian scribbles out, call her. (laughs) 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 Buddy, I'm so proud of you. This is the first number you've gotten since we've been here. Xander, have you ever had a girlfriend? Xander, do you have a girlfriend? Are you married? Do you have kids? Are you straight? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Vark chimes in. (laughs) 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 All right. I'm going to be real with you all. I'm so used to being on the side that's asking questions. I'm I'm feeling a little overwhelmed by all y'all asking me questions all at once. Uh, No, I'm not married. No, I don't have a girlfriend. No, I don't have kids. And no, yes, this is the first number I've gotten since we've been in Fandrea. Like, there's no phone. It says three. Like, there's <laughs> knocked three times. That's the only number on here. L- regardless, like, I'm not... I was just trying to get information. Varg, you know anything about that lady? Chandra. Chandra. Because I, she didn't tell me her name, and I didn't ask. Oops. Magistrate girl. Kind of mean sometimes. Yeah. Don't cause no trouble, though. Chandra was created by Wartorn Knight over on our Discord. Oh, excellent. Hey. Thank you, Wartorn, my new girlfriend. Thanks, brother. Uh, Chandra is my new girlfriend. Wartorn is not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I know this wasn't like your goal, but like in hindsight, are you interested? Oh, this is like Romeo and Juliet, like you're dating the enemy. Oh, I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, you know, if, if this is what you want, because in the end, all that matters is that my friend is happy. And if you being with an enemy, we can look past it. We can work through this as long as in the end, your heart is filled with joy and happiness. And you really are just you, the person that you want to be in the end. I'm sorry. I've had a couple drinks tonight. Maybe she's with the with the magistrate, but she doesn't want to be, you know, she's just kind of found herself there. And now she's stuck and like she actually hates it. Yeah, she could be trying to get out through you. It's going to be a great song either way. But just, like, don't tell her any of her secrets. Please don't get us. Don't get us arrested. Oh, no, no. She she thinks we're cartographers. She thinks that we're up here for no reason because there are too many maps, but she doesn't know about my maps. My maps are the best maps. I wonder if Jacoba will like her. Oh, my God. Uh, he does need to approve. Yeah. 
Is he our Fendrea dad? Mm. Yeah. Kind of. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll see it through. I don't know. What's the worst that th- worst thing I, that can happen is I can say no, and then she gets upset and we don't talk again. Would it be weird if we all showed up to your date with her, or should you go alone? Yes. Yes. It, yes. <laughs> okay. I could make us all invisible. Oh, that might get weird, though. Oh. How, how about y'all just... <laughs> you can make us look different, you know, so we're, like, hiding in plain sight. That's what invisible is. He just needs to keep a sending stone, and we need to be within running distance. It's fine. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, because it sound like... Th- I think this is her tent perhaps or like her cabin or fucking wherever she is right how do you knock on a tent though good point good point isn't it like soft then it's probably a cabin oh true oh see she cabin material oh so she you're saying that she's got that money (laughs) she's got that status (laughs) she got magistrate stipends she got stacks on stacks bro oh damn maybe i am interested then (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm gonna go knock and so i stood i'm gonna stand up and as you stand up, Xander, Redstream comes back in. Ah. Tents are ready. Xander's already pitched one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Over here, all of the tents are basically the same. Other than one tent, which looks weird. It's a pretty big, it's octagonal instead of like your normal tent shape or circular, like a lot of the other ones. It looks like it's tall and it looks like it's made out of these like really well-made animal skins. But Commander Redstream takes you past that and shows you two relatively small tents can easily fit two people each. We will be having a ceremony in the morning if you would like to join us or you could wait and we will speak afterwards. He points just nearby, and there is a brick building, and it looks like some sort of church. What was the the ceremony? You said there's a ceremony? For Pojin? No. Oh. Just a morning ceremony. Oh, got you, got you. Oh, a morning ceremony, but not a morning ceremony. Wait, like sunrising in the morning? Yes, sunrising in the morning ceremony. The word ceremony has lost all meaning now. I, I just, you, y'all said it too many times all at once. We must pray is what I'm saying. Well, we'll come hang, I guess. Okay. Um. Hey, boss, before you go, do you know how to read addresses? Do I know how to get to an address? Yeah. Uh, if I were to say I needed to go to, and I'll read off the name of the street, where would I go? He gives you an idea. It's on the northern side. It's kind of by the magistrate barracks. Oh, word. Uh, okay. Dope. Thank you. I just, I, I'm trying to get a lay of the land for the, for the map, you know? Well, I'm not trying to go there right now. I'm just, I'm getting an idea of how to, like, read things, you know? We could speak in the morning. Okay. I do find you interesting. Is he, is, is he flirting with me right now? What is going on <laughs> right now? <laughs> all right. Thank you for the tents, sir. Yes, I will see you all in the morning after ceremony. Feel free to join. We pray to Cosnir here. Okay. Cosnir. Whoa, who that? God of destiny. Whoa. Oh. oh, the destined. Okay, that makes sense. Do you believe in the concept of free will? What? That's a loaded question right off the bat, Blueberry. Do you believe in the concept of free will? Or does every choice we make already decided for us before we make it? We do talk about this. We believe our journeys in life. We can make our own choices. But how we die is destined. 
So everything else can change except for the death part. Once your death has been chosen, it will never change. When does it get chosen? It's different for everyone. Okay, no big deal. Cool. We'll talk more about this later. <laughs> okay, if you're trying to go get spicy, um, or I don't know if you're just trying to get information from her or what, but... I'm going in mild. I'm telling you right now, I'm trying to go in mild. <laughs> mild. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not going wet and wild. I want mild and <laughs> and and set. Just like pudding, like I'm, I'm, I'm going in with pudding energy. You know what we call that? Jet and mild. <laughs> All I was gonna say is she's in the magistrate camp. I feel like we can't just be hanging out on the street, chilling. We can't if we're invisible. Maybe we could be invisible within running distance in a bush or something. Just so no one runs into us. Put your sending stone on speaker, like in your front pocket. But if if things do get spicy, like, please remember to mute or hang up. I don't want that in my head, please. Could you imagine getting butt dialed by someone and it's in your brain rather than on your phone? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's horrible. (laughs) No, you're just going to keep your sending stone on you. That's all you need. Are you going like right now? I, I mean, yeah, everyone like good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just put us invisible so people don't see the rest of us coming into the magistrate camp. I just want to make sure that you're not going to get too attached and that you emotionally are going to be okay as well. So so we're there for He's you. He's going in pudding. Yeah, bro. Pudding energy. And, and truly, don't you worry about a thing. Like, I am emotionally dead. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not worried about this. All right. I'm casting invisibility at fourth level. Goddamn. Whoa. With uh, my hand on Blueberry's shoulder and my hand on Jet's shoulder. Okay, so this only lasts an hour. Are you able to cast it again after an hour? Uh, Yeah, I can probably do it one more time before I get a little too sleepy. Okay, if you're in there more than two hours, we might have to leave. Xander, how the fuck do you last two hours? I, I, guys, pudding! Pudding! <laughs> like, I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying, maybe don't spend the night. Okay, let's go. So, Sebastian, you are casting the invisibility now? Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it and risk being outside the tent and someone possibly seeing, so I would do it now. Are you bringing all your stuff with you and everything? I would assume so. I feel like the three of us would, except for Xander. I'd have my, like, two of my daggers. The glass one and the bejeweled one. Where's Nomura? Invisible, just around. Is he going in with you or is he staying with us? No, he'll be outside because then he can like slap Jet to let you know. Hey, yo, Nomura's just going to like bother you if something's going wrong, like in a in a more aggressive way. So things are always going wrong is what you're saying. Only to you. This time he'll he'll like poke Sebastian like pretty hard. Okay. You guys got to be sure to keep the communication to like limited whispers while we're out there. Oh, right, 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 And right. someone someone remind me, I'm not good at keeping track of time, so if it gets close to, like, an hour-ish, uh, someone let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'll feel it. I feel like I feel when my spells are about to run out. Yeah, it might, I'm, it might start to, like, trickle down, so I think I think it'll be good to just kind of, whoop, do it again. I'm also going to cast Pass Without a Trace so that we don't leave tracks in the snow and stuff. Oh, good call. Oh, yo. Let's say I do that right before I go invisible. <laughs> Are you putting Xander in that as well? No, do not. No. Because I should have tracks in the snow. 
you head over. You can not even hear them behind you. It almost feels like you're walking completely alone. You are able to find this pretty small-ish building. It is right near the magistrate barracks that is off to the northern side. It's one story. It's got a main door on it. Doesn't look like there's anything too exciting about it. There is some lights on inside, like some torches lit up. Okay. I will knock three times on the door. We find a place out of the way, maybe like 30 feet from the door or something, out of the way of the walkway, to just hide and wait. There's lots of windows. We can always, like, creep around the side, too, if we want to, like, really snoop. Is that weird? That that feels weird. No, we're not snooping. How many windows are there, though? We could all take one, maybe? No, we're not. We're just staying, like, 30 feet from the door. Not snooping. Hey, guys, 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 before we go in, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to focus here. Oh, okay, sorry. Xander, you walk up. A moment later. Come. Puts two fingers and gestures you forward. Okay. Oh, damn. Look at this hallway. Uh, hey, what's up? There's a door just right off of this hallway. She walks into the door looks like a kitchen of sorts she's got a carafe of wine on this large table and she starts pouring two decently sized glasses and starts taking a sip of one as she hands over the other does anything smell nefarious about this wine give me perception for smell uh 17 smells like good wine hell yeah but doesn't smell like anything too wrong And you can see that she just poured it from the same carafe, and she's already drinking hers. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'll take a sip. What's your name? Chandra. What's with the shirt? Uh, it's Gucci. What? It's like a, it's like a a brand. You know how, like, blacksmiths usually have, like, a particular style that is, like, unique to them because they want to have, like, their own, like, little personal flair on there? It's it's like a, a shirt brand did that. So you just got it made from someone named Gucci? Yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, my man Gucci, he, uh, he hooked me up with it. You just wear it all the time? Uh, since I got here, I washed it recently. There was a hot spring, so, like, it's clean. So, like, what do you do? Cartography and detective work and travel. How about you? Detective? You're here to figure out what happened to that guy? Yeah, I mean, like, we're here to help. It's not why we came up here, but figured while we were around. I want to know, too. So. So, uh, so you said you were up here for, for a hot minute. Like, you've been here how long? Like, several years? Several months? Decades. Decades? Damn. I've been able to leave every once in a while, but this is where I've been stationed. So, well, like, what, what's your, uh, what sort of stuff do you have to do here? Well, the Evergem. Pretty strong magical force none of our detection works here she walks over underneath this table is a small set of drawers and she opens up what you know to be one of these little black boxes that has the black orb in it that you've seen before you can see she holds it with both hands points directly to the evergem it's hard to detect mages out here she puts it back into the box and closes it Makes a lot of sense with, like, such a huge source of, I presume, magic. 
It's like having a compass near a magnet. It's a good way to put it. Thanks. Uh, so, like, are you guys here to find out, like, what's powering the Evergem? Like, where it gets the magic from? Or is it more like just making sure mages don't come around here to, like, do something to it? Well, the rest of the magistrate is here. Make sure it's protected. Make sure no one tries to use its abilities. I've been tasked with the other portion. Finding the mages here. This would be a good place to hide. I'm a mage slayer, after all. Got you. That's that's dope. How'd you get into that line of work? Magistrate found me when I was young. Brought me in. Taught me. And you can see she takes another big swig of her wine. I will also sip. And while I'm sipping, I will think to the others, She's a mage slayer. She just said that's her title. It's her occupation. She slays the mages. Uh, do you need us to get you out of here? We could make an emergency call. No, I'm fine. I'm still drinking. It's fine. Everything's good. But just, just letting you guys know, she slays mages. She was captured as a child and raised into slaying mages. That's fucked up. Like, this, this is all she knows. It's a very long sip that I'm taking to do this. Bastion, <laughs> <laughs> why do you look so worried? Oh, oh, uh, the chick in there, uh, she slays mages. That's like her legit title. Jesus. We're good, we're good. Shh. But I guess he's good. He doesn't need us to save him yet. I think he still wants to smash. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. So we're going to let him go for a little bit until he gives us the signal. Xander, what's the signal? I think the signal is help. Yep, they can't hear me, so I don't need, like, a specific signal. It can just be help. <laughs> <laughs> In Sebastian's phone, I'm going to whisper, Good luck with the smashing. <laughs> As I come down from, from the sip, I'm... Um, you sip so slowly. Uh, from where I come from, uh, I am uh, known as a sommelier, so I take long sips to let it aerate in the mouth, and then I get to experience all the flavors. Since I lost my sense of smell, like, I gotta focus all on the on the tongue, you know? Oh, he's really gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a cartographer. I, fuck, I can't even. <laughs> Why did we get so horny this episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god, god. Okay. all right okay <laughs> Fuck. go ahead tell her more about your tongue <laughs> god damn it <sighs> okay all right Deep so you're a cartographer a detective and a sommelier. The last one's a hobby. Where do you come from? LA. Don't know where that is. Yeah, most people around here don't. That's not to like say like like oh I was there first, uh like not a hipster or anything, but like which is just from a different place. She walks over to the next room. She fills her wine glass and gestures from the carafe if you want any more. Yeah. 
Yeah, yes, please. Fills you up, and she walks into the next room. The next room is a study. It's got a lit fireplace, (laughs) window, desk with some books, and it also has a table that is filled with weaponry. Yo! Can I look at them? Are any of them dope? There's like a long sword. There is a dagger. You can see that there are two syringes and a vial of red. She doesn't go towards that table at all. She goes over to the desk and she grabs what looks like a perfume bottle. I hate to ask, but I can't stand it. Can you try this? Uh, okay. I'll spritz some onto my wrist and do the, like, wrist rub to the neck, you know. And it smells good. It smells very floral. These are, uh, these are pretty sick. I'm a little, you know, a little off-put by the syringes and the bottle of red, but, like, I got these. They're, they're my, like, protection. Just, like, twirl the two daggers that I've got, the glass one and the bejeweled one, and sheath them. She's, like, pushed up against this desk. You didn't even see it. There was a sword underneath the desk, and she grabs it, and she swings it around and puts it right to your neck. And she says, yeah, I have protection, too. Hmm? Smart. It's, uh, it's good. That's good. You should always use protection. Flicks it back, and she laughs as she puts it in a belt loop. She did so without even spilling a drop of her wine. So, um, L.A., different place. Sounds like fun. And you're here looking for detective work or well like now we are we were just trying to make some maps we made our way up here from uh like we were we kind of like skirted around uh that mountain that has like the big hole in it down the ways i think there used to be a city in there but we just like avoided that made our way up here doing our our map work and then we got up here and there was like hey we got murdered and it's like okay we will uh we'll help you figure it out we got you we're here to help. So you knew Pojin before? We'd heard of him, but that's about it. Where did you hear of him? We spent some time with uh, with the queen. We heard like an old story about him. He's like a doctor or something. Because I found out I failed my mission. And she takes another big sip. Uh, like you were supposed to kill him? Found out he was a very powerful mage. Oh shit. Really? Played pyramid against him. Never even knew. Damn. I guess if you were, like, someone that uses magic, this is a good place to hide. You gonna take me to the bedroom yet? She puts the empty glass on the desk. Um, you know what? It's actually getting a little late. Um, I don't have a good way to say no to that. So, for now, I'll call you. Are you not interested, or... Just not right away. I'm kind of old-fashioned. Like, I don't know, I just, uh, I'm not... I'm not the type to just, like, jump right into things. But I didn't want you to think that I wasn't, like, fully uninterested, you know? Like, I wanted you to know, like, I'm still an option, but, like, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to smash and dash, you know? Well, if you're not interested now, do you have to leave? You can still talk. Uh, I'm okay. Yeah, you right. You right. You like daggers? I do. Yeah, I I actually have a really cool one. You can throw it and it'll come back to you. Yo, that's kind of do- this one kind of does that too. Sort of. That's so cool. 
if you show me yours, I'll show you mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's see it. Let's let's see. It comes back to you. Yeah, just and like I'll pull it out. And she goes over and she opens the window that's in this room. Go ahead. I will throw the glass dagger through the window. And it shatters. You see a big puff of snow, and then it reappears in the sheath. Huh? Kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Boomerang. It's in here. And she walks over, and she opens this last door. It does indeed look like a bedroom. I promise I'm not trying to weird out. It's no, I, just... I got you. I got you. No worries. Like I said, I have these hidden all over the place, and she like pulls a different dagger out from under the table that's next to her. She puts it down. So, you're okay, right? Yeah, I'm good. And she walks into the room. Why you got two beds? Xander, give me a perception check as you're walking in. Dirty 20? Give me an investigation check. And I'll explain in just a moment. Ooh, another dirty 20. Xander, before you enter this room, you see that as she's walking in, she hugs the doorway a little more than you'd expect. It's almost like she didn't put her foot down right inside the doorway. You look down and you can see that there is some sort of remnants of some sort of magic on the ground right in front of this door. Um, hey, yo, you got a vacuum? She grabs the dagger and she goes, what? You got some, some like stuff on the floor down here. You should just be able to kick that with your shoe. And Xander, your investigation check, you can see through this illusion. It looks like a coiled up piece of rope. Like it is some sort of snare. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to quickly in my brain to them say, not in danger yet. Be on alert. Uh, window to your right. What does that mean? Uh, and I will just try and sidestep the illusion. Same way she did. Uh, Jet, he said that, um, he's not in danger yet, but, uh, just, just be ready. Uh, whatever that means. Where? What, what do you mean? Where is he? I don't even know where he is. Uh, he got to the bedroom. Don't know if that's good. Be uh, uh, bedroom? Okay, do we look through the window? Does he want us to look through? I don't through? know if, we... if it's the bedroom, we probably shouldn't look in, but he said be ready just in case, so like, just be ready to jump and smash through that window. Uh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll sneak my way over and line myself up to the window, and at Sebastian or Blueberry's say, I'll jump through the window. I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay, Xander, where are you stepping? Uh, So, as I'm stepping in, I'm gonna try and mimic what she did, but, like, ultimately, I'm kind of, like, sidling up against the wall and just doing, like, a weird entry where I'm, like, slinking around the corner. Yeah, you're able to do so. Mechanically, this is five foot by five foot, but it is a small snare. It's easy just to, like, make sure your foot doesn't step in it, especially now that you can see it. It does look a little awkward, which is kind of why you saw it in the first place, because she had to step over it. I need you to make an athletics or an acrobatics check. It is your choice. It's going to be acrobatics. Nine. Xander, you are looking at Chandra. And all of a sudden, from invisibility, a man pushes you onto the trap. <gasps> oh. 
The shove action does indeed go through as he got a 15 on his strength check. Everyone go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, Everyone? God. Do I have time to say help, help? Xander, before that, give me a dexterity saving throw. So while he's saying help, does that mean that like Sebastian automatically or Blueberry is telling me to jump through the window? Yeah, I was going to give you a, a, a spark in front of your face with precedentation and just be like, go. Okay. I got eight. Whoa. Oh. Xander, you get pushed right onto this trap. Your foot lands right in the middle of this coiled rope as it shoots up to the sky into the ceiling and it hoists you upside down three feet off the ground. You are currently restrained. <laughs> uh, see, I knew you having two beds was just too weird. Now I see you got your boo in here and like, he's my brother. I'm not judging. You're really not good at hiding, are you? Mm, I guess not. But my maps are still dope. Finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 12 for my initiative. 21. 9. 19. Blueberry, you are first. But... Uh, Jet was the one who's supposed to break the window. Well, I will cast Summon Beast. I'm going to summon a land beast at third level. And it's going to kind of look like a bobcat. Big kind of muscly one. Basically right in front of Jet. And I want the bobcat to burst through the window. Yeah, it is easily able to break through a window. <laughs> if that's not its action, then it will attack the guy. Okay. This guy, you can see, is brandishing. He had a mace under his creepy robes that he was using to hide himself. He's got, like, a full face mask on. You can only see his eyes and up to his forehead. That bobcat is able to attack. Give me an attack roll. Always use protection, bitch. My protection's my friends. <laughs> Oh, dirty 20 to hit. Oh, yes. Very much hits. Five plus four plus spells level, which is three. So it was 12 piercing damage. It, yeah, it's a maul. Yeah, mauling him. There's a bite, but more. <laughs> yeah, and it just is able to penetrate some of his skin right in that leg. Yeah, and he curves around to um, the, kind of the southern side of the ninja boy to leave room for other people to storm through the window. All right. Are you doing anything else on your turn, Blueberry? I'm basically going to run around to behind Jet. Perfect, because that is Jet's turn. Beautiful. We are still invisible, correct? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you attack. Okay. All right. So I'm going to run forward and jump through the window. I'm actually going to make my way towards the girl. I'm going to try to tackle her. And try to grapple her. Okay. Give me an athletics check with advantage. New dice, please. Fuck. <laughs> There's only a 10. Gotta throw him out. So you try to grab her, but she is very nimble. She is already grabbing one of the swords off of the weapon rack behind her. She does see you, and she goes, Oh, you're all here. Great. <laughs> So that technically counts as an attack, correct? So I can attack again? 
So no, because you have used your action to grapple instead of attack. Damn. Okay. If you're able to make multiple attacks with the attack action, this attack replaces one of them. When you want to grab a creature, wrestle with it, you can use attack action to make a special melee attack, a grapple. If you're able to make multiple attacks with the attack action, this attack replaces one of them. Oh, <gasps> so I get to go again. Yeah. Hey, okay. Do I still have advantage for the second one or no? No, you are no longer invisible. Okay. Please, somebody give it a kiss virtually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, thank you. 23. We need to roll off. I got a 23. Shut oh. the front door, you <laughs> stupid snot. Okay, let's go. Ah! Oh my God, I broke my dice. That's only a 13. I got a 16. I'd like to just come behind her and put my arms right behind her arms. Full Nelson. Yeah. And I want to yell to her brother, drop your weapons or she gets it. As a bonus action, I will cast Shield of Faith on Xander. I'm a shiny pinata. (laughs) (laughs) That is Curtis's turn. Curtis. Curtis. Is he related to Curtly? Curtis looks around, sees Xander is completely all nice and restrained, sees Jet as well as this bobcat. Curtis is going to take his maul and make an attack on the bobcat. Oh, brutal and unrespectable. That's a 14 to hit. Just hits. That is three bludgeoning damage. Okay. And eight necrotic damage. Oh, no. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Curtis walks around to get in between the bobcat and Xander. Chandra's turn. So she is going to throw that dagger at Xander. <gasps> Does restrain give you disadvantage on ranged attacks? She's not restrained. Oh, he's restrained. Yes. She is grappled. I'm restrained. You do have advantage. That's going to hit you. It's an 18. That doesn't hit me. I have shield of faith. Oh, there you, you go, have baby. shield of faith. Oh, okay. my gosh. That doesn't hit you. She is going to bring out that rapier and start stabbing at you, though, Jet. Doesn't have advantage on you, so that's only a 16 to hit the first one. Does not hit. And the second one is a nat 20. Oh, woof. Just slips by. So that's going to hit you for 13 piercing damage. Ah, Pointy. Xander, that is you. Sebastian, you're on deck. I should just try and get out of the restraint, which is I have disadvantage on that roll, but it's a dex check, right? Dex saving throw, yeah. Dexterity saving throws. Actually, let me rethink that ever so slightly. I'm just going to... While I'm up here, I'll just use Toll the Dead on the brother. It's a 15 wisdom? He did pass. He got a 15. Bummer. As a bonus action, I would like to shove him into the wall with my telekinetic shove. Oh, what? It's uh, with Mage Hand. Pipe. So I can push him up to five feet away. Wow. He's got to make a strength save of 15. 10. He fails and gets pushed, I guess, back to where he was. I'm actually going to push him to that same spot that he was in so that now he's visible from the window from like further away. Perfect. You push him a little bit further away from you. And now that he leaves my zone, can I attack him with a reaction? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I got disadvantage on it. Normally, no, but I'm just being nice. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, I failed. At best, got a 14. That hits. Oh. Oh. 
then I will uh, stick him real quick with the the jeweled dagger. Five damage. Yeah, you're able to get a little slice out of him before he leaves your range. Yeah, this pinata fights back, bitch. Sebastian, you are up. Blueberry, you are on deck. Seeing Jet run in and hearing him say, like, drop your weapons and all that stuff, and then seeing the homie just run forward and then get blasted back into the window, I'm gonna run, jump through the window, run right up to Curtis. I want to cast Bestow Curse on him. Oh, great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Basically, I I have my crossbow out, and I want to run up behind him and kind of just kick him in the back of the knee and, like, buckle him while trying to be somewhat threatening with, like, the crossbow in his face. So you have to succeed on a wisdom save of 16. He did pass. Dang it. Bummer. Well, now I just look really weird and awkward. (laughs) I'm going to take five steps back. He could try to swing at me if he wants to. He's going to swing that mace around and see if he can hit you. Yeah, I, I don't want to be that close. 13 to hit. That does not hit. I'm going to look at Xander with my bonus action and give him some bardic inspiration. God damn it, you're the best looking pinata I've ever seen. Thanks, bro. And I'm going to hide behind the bed. <laughs> Blueberry, you're up. Jet, you're on deck. I'm going to say... Damn it, Sebastian, my bobcat has pack tactics. He's better at attacking if a friend is near the foe. Okay. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Now you know. I'm going to tell my bobcat to try to get rid of that ninja's sword thing. And bobcat is going to try to disarm Curtis. But technically bobcat is size small. So he has advantage on his contesting athletics or acrobatics. I got a nine. <laughs> and I got a 16. So he's got that big mace. He just swung around at Sebastian. He missed. The bobcat's able to just knock it down out of his hand. Am I able to get through the window even with Sebastian standing in front of it? Yeah. You do a tuck and roll over him. <laughs> like you dive over. Do a little tuck and roll off the bed at, that he's next to. <laughs> I'm going to pick up the mace and then I'm going to... Misty step back out. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> you run up, you just grab, and then you just disappear, and you're back outside. <laughs> Technically, I still have an action. Is there anything I can do? Oh, I already cast a spell, so... No, I can't really do anything, so I guess I'll take the dodge action. <laughs> Jet, you are up. While I'm just holding her with both my arms, I'm going to let one arm go and try to basically knock her out by punching her in the back of the head. Give me an attack roll. Uh, 15. That does not hit her. Once your arm comes off, she immediately starts thrashing to try to get out of your grasp, and it's hard to make that contact. Okay, so in return, I will put my arm back, and then I'll kind of like push her forward a little bit, and then pull her back and try to knee her in the back. (laughs) Give me another unarmed strike. (laughs) 12! 12 doesn't do it. Is that the end of your turn, Jet? Yeah, that's that's it. That is Curtis's turn. Can another creature, like, attempt to help you from a grapple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's going to take an opportunity attack from the bobcat as he walks over to Chandra. Uh, yeah, it would. 22 to hit. 11. Piercing chomp. Yeah, you're able to get out of that calf 
as he starts running away and he comes around. He doesn't have his mace on him right now, so he just tries to get in between you two. He's going to use a strength check to get Chandra out. That is a natural 19 plus zero. 12. (laughs) He is able to push you two apart. He looks at you, Jet, tries to make eye contact with you as he starts backing up again. So he is leaving your range if you'd like to take an opportunity attack. Yes, I would. Give me that attack roll. 18. Nice. 18 hits. Beautiful. Ooh, that's 14 damage. You clock him right in the face. You hear a crunch as blood flies everywhere. Oh, I do not want to kill him. I do. That is Chandra's turn. Runs over to Xander, sword out, and goes for the stab. I'm so sorry, Xander. That is a natural 20. Eh, whatever. You're not going to be saying that in a minute. (laughs) Nah, I'll be fine. That's nine piercing damage. Because she was able to perfume you, you are her prey. Oh, what the fuck? So she gets an extra 3d6 on this attack from her slayer's prey. Oh my god. Oh my god. So that is nine more piercing damage from the weapon. Okay. But that gets doubled. And then she also gets her sneak attack for this round. Oh no. Oh. So that is 14 more d6. 14 d6? 14 d6 ended up being 45 more magical piercing damage. Holy oh my god. Shit, wait, wait, dude. wait, wait, wait. I will cutting words part of that sneak attack damage. Holy fuck. I'm just going to look at her and say, you're going to have to try harder than that to get the candy out, bitch. <laughs> Bro, you're cutting words. You need to cut five, please. Give or take, you know, if it was an exact number, I'd say it was almost five. I'm so sorry. I got a one. That's okay. Uh, Okay, well, I'm down. So Xander is unconscious, hanging from this rope. You weren't even that hot anyway. As she turns to the bobcat, which is still in her range, so might as well take those last two attacks. First one. Oh, God, I I just rolled a nat one. I'm revived. (laughs) (laughs) Someone roll me a d10. Okay. D10 and add five. 13. She turns around and she goes for a stab on the bobcat. The bobcat happens to be pouncing at Curtis just at this moment. The bobcat smacks the blade into Curtis. <gasps> Excellent. And Curtis looks like they are about to just pass out. Ooh. Let's go. Chandra takes their last swing at the bobcat. That's an 18 to hit. Yep. 11 piercing damage to the bobcat. <laughs> okay, he's fine. Xander, you're up. I would like a death saving throw, please. Nat 20. (gasps) Oh, shit! So, Xander, on that second attack, she recoiled way too far after she hit her brother. And she happened to just clonk your head in just the right way that your brain shook a little bit inside and you woke up. (laughs) (laughs) So I have one health. And you have a turn. Okay, well, I'm going to start with a bonus action. Some good vibes coming my way. I'm going to do 4d6 real quick. Six. 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 Damn. Three. Twenty-one. So that's that. Oh, God. I can't, like, really attack because I have disadvantage on everything being restrained. 
You try to unrestrain yourself? Yeah, and I have disadvantage on that, too. <laughs> so, like, I want one of you guys to save me. <laughs> can't you cast spells from Namora? I can't. Well, then, through the window, he's going to do my Eldritch Blasts for me. <laughs> They're going to come from his little tentacles on, his, on top of his head. He's going to shoot the first one at Curtis. Sebastian, duck! Ah! 24. Curtis is dead. Oh. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> There goes our leverage. <laughs> well, that's what she gets for stabbing me almost to death. Get wrecked. Did you just kill him, kill him? Who's a pinata now? Well, no, he's probably not, like, dead, right? Yeah, he's probably dead, dead. Oh. Oh, no. It's not going to stop me from attacking this lady who just stuck me in the stomach like a pig. Fifteen? Fifteen misses. Ugh. She's too good. Get her out of here. Your cape's not even that cool. All right, Sebastian, you're up. I'm going to run five feet diagonally south, hop over the bobcat, get right in front of Xander, and right next to Chandra, I'm going to look at her and give her a big fat power cord. We're going to do a third level thunder wave to try to get her away from my boy now that I see him wake up. So she needs to do a con save of 16. I just crit- Jesus! That's okay. You still get hit, but you don't get pushed. Dang it. That's what I wanted. I wanted the push. Uh, 13, so half to six of thunder damage. That's it for me. Dang it. I should have just cut down Xander. That's Blueberry's turn. Jet, you're on deck. I am going to run back into the cabin, run around my bobcat, around Sebastian, Basically, Sebastian is between me and Chandra now, and I'm going to try to release Xander from this thing. I don't know if I could just try to, like, cut the rope at the top or, I don't know, figure it out. It's an in- intelligence slash arcana check. Oh, God. Okay. Against the spell save. I brain real good. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more snared than I was before. <laughs> yep. For my bonus action, I will cast Healing Word at the third level on Xander. Oh, great. <laughs> Solo. Okay, nine hit points. Hey, that's that's beautiful. I am never going to hit a pinata again. PETA wins this round. And then my bobcat's going to maul her with advantage because pack tactics. I learned, Blueberry. Thank you. 21 to hit. Very much hits. That is... 15 piercing damage. You're able to skewer her a little bit with one of those big teeth. Yeah, I do want to clarify, this is like a bestial spirit, so it's it's not as like tangible if you're trying to imagine this. It's very it's got it's a little sparkly, a little transparent. Jet, that is you. Now that I'm not like grappling her anymore, I will grab my shield. I'm going to run 10 feet south and then another 5 feet west. And just from her flank, we'll try to take a swing at her. 19. That hits. Beautiful. 8 damage. And then we will just go for it again. And then that's 21 to hit. Hits. And that will be another 8 damage. And then for my bonus action, I would now like to use my Shieldmaster Shove and try to knock her on her little booty. 
Wait, a restrained creature can make a dexterity saving throw at the end of each of its turns to end the effect of their snare. So I'll let you roll two of those. Let me just finish up the shove, and then we'll go back and retcon those. I'm doing a strength saving throw. You have to beat a 10. <laughs> Does a 7 beat a 10? <laughs> That's Chantra's turn. Let me get that restrained check. Oh, yes. Let's do those. Sorry. I'll let you do two. That's definitely not it. Uh, I got an eight for the second one, so I'm still up there. What is Chandra going to do? Chandra is going to stab Xander. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) 18 to hit? No. Shield of Faith. First attack misses. Second attack is a 29 to hit. Good God. Okay. 25 piercing damage. Okay, I'm out again. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then her last attack is going to go towards Sebastian to 21 to hit. Oh, yep. That is eight piercing damage. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Just consider me cute without the E. (laughs) And then now that Xander is unconscious, she is going to rush past all of you through the door. So I need opportunity attacks from all of you. (gasps) Yes. 16. 16 hits. (gasps) Natural 20. Natural 20 hits. Man, it's only a dagger hit, though. Six damage for me. I guess I'm just gonna slap her. Six damage from my crit. That's gonna be just like a 12 or something. Bobcat misses two. So she's able to get into the next room. Blueberry from where you are. You can see that she grabs a syringe off the table. Oh, no. And then she begins running down the hallway. No! Towards the front of the building. Did you come here? Xander, death saving throw, please. Come on, let's get another net 20, please. It was a 10. That's a pass. Sebastian, you're up. Blueberry, you're on deck. I, I see her run out and I get a little stab in like on her side as she's running. But she's just so fucking quick. And I look back at Jet and I reach out my hand and I say, do you fucking trust me? Uh, I mean, you know it. Grab on. Grabbing. I'm casting Dimension Door on both of us. You have Dimension To teleport both of us to the front door with Jet in front of me. What? So Jet, you are directly in front of me blocking the front door. Holy shit. Okay. You blink out of existence as you touch my hand, and we pop up just right in the hallway. What the fuck? Okay, uh, where are I we? I didn't think that would actually work. God, okay. what did you do? Uh, I don't know, but go get him. I- I'm going to just pat him on the back, give him like a playful like shove forward, and give him my last thing of bardic inspiration. I'll turn and see her running towards us and just stand at the ready with my shield in front of me. Blueberry, you're up, Jet. You're on deck. Blueberry, you saw her run down the hallway, which you kind of saw earlier, and Sebastian and Jet disappeared. Oh, my God. Okay. Action. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at a third level on Xander. Ooh, 20 hit points. Oh, oh, geez. I've, oh, I've gotten the pinata experience twice over. Jesus Christ, I want to get down. And I'm sorry, I'm going to have to leave you here. Bye. Okay, bye. Wait, what? And then I'm going to try to squeeze into the door to her right, the room that we have not been in. 
Yes, you have not been in here yet. Pop the door open. This room is just two large cages. Oh, no. (laughs) Neither of them full right now. But it looks like you could easily uh, keep someone in there. Cool, cool, cool. And I'm going to bonus action wild shape into a giant constrictor snake. Oh, God, God. (laughs) Which is a huge beast, so I'm really filling up this room. Oh, God. (laughs) Is your head going to fit through the door? (laughs) We'll see. Blueberry, is there anything else you got to do? Well, Bobcat would chase her for sure. It would come around behind her and chomp, and I'm there to give it advantage. Natural 20. Ooh, let's go, Kat. Ooh, 18 piercing. Wait, more than that. Hold on. That's 14, then 18, plus the spell's level 21 piercing damage. The bobcat, it's just going right for her legs. Olive's chomping those calves. It would go boop right into the next room to the left of her. The one opening we left open is just a hanging man. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Jet, you are up. With her facing me, I guess I'll just continue to walk forward with my shield in front of me, holding my hammer behind me. I'll cast Searing Smite. I'll slowly make my way up to her as she's fighting both the snake and the bobcat, I suppose. You guys are in a long hallway right now. She's in the middle of it. There's two doors on either side. One is being blocked by a gigantic snake. One is being blocked by a bobcat. You guys are at the front now, and Xander's in the back. We're casting it at a second level as well. 15 to hit. That does not hit. Ooh. You do have Bardic Inspiration. Just a reminder. Oh my god, I do. It's a D8. Yeah, we'll we'll use that. That's an extra three. That hits. Beautiful. Okay. 16 damage. And then she needs to make a constitution saving throw. Is that at the start of her turns or is that now? At the start of each of its turn. And then my second attack will be 17 to hit. That does hit. That's only six damage. She is looking rather rough as she's surrounded. She grabs a small vial off of her belt and she chucks it on the ground. Oh, okay. And it explodes in a large fog cloud. Uh oh. Everything in a 20 foot area is heavily obscured. You all believe she's probably leaving your reach if you would like to take an opportunity attack with disadvantage from the Bobcats, uh, Blueberry, and Jet. Yes. Fuck. Oh, I had an 18 and then I had a one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and I would have constricted her. Ah. Mm. Uh, nine. Okay, 19 from the bobcat, but he can't constrict her. Yes, but that hits. Yeah, but I was going to be like, you're mine now. (laughs) (laughs) 12 piercing. She is so hurt. Xander, you see her pop out of this fog cloud next to you. She looks at you, still restrained. And then she runs over to her desk and she grabs a book. She did technically get in your range and leave your range, Xander. Oh my god. Oh yeah. 
I gotta, I gotta. This night's gotta end in finger blasting either way, right? Oh my god. All right, come on. Come on, little dice. Don't do me dirty here. That was the nat 20 that I needed. Wow. Let's go! And let's hit her. 16 plus 4, 20. <gasps> Xander. She's yours. Yes! 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 From upside down. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. You deserve this. Uh, all right. As she ran by me, I saw her give me some kind of eye. And it's like, oh, it's like, is that almost like remorse? Almost regret? No, whatever. And then I just upside down sideways, I guess, because that's the kill shot. And then finger blaster right into oblivion. (laughs) (laughs) You finger blaster right in the spine, right through her heart. And she falls to the ground. As you fall to the ground as the illusory rope finally let's go oh man did we just kill her oh all we saw through the hall was just she ran and then a fucking gunshot (laughs) eldritch blast right across the entryway and then i guess a thud technically two thuds (laughs) 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 and then quiet I, w- I want to run over towards where I heard the thud of the body. And you see a woman laying on the ground holding a book. Blue skin. That is slowly changing colors. Oh my god. What? The clothes on her changing just for a moment before it stops. And you see a woman completely bald tattoos along the back of her head whole body blue and for today that's a wrap you son of a bitch god fuck damn a smurf was trying to smash god (laughs) (laughs) wait does that mean that you would have gotten blue balls wow Well, on that note, thank you all so much for listening. If you have any questions or if you just want to hear us talk about the episode, you can head on over to patreon.com slash cast party where you can join our Patreon. There's awesome rewards like the Discord where we have a bunch of people talking, doing all this fun stuff. We just hit 100 patrons, so we're going to be doing uh, Xander's canon alien abduction. What up? You're only going to get that if you join the Patreon. Make me work out. Go do that. Thank you all so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. 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 Uh, Bye-bye. Where did Sebastian go? I accidentally deleted myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I was going to wait for my turn. (laughs) (laughs) He just made himself invisible. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) The true invisible. Okay, so like one time we were on tour with the Saints of Love somewhere in like New York, Michigan or something. And all of a sudden, our merch guy, Sid, wakes us all up in the freaking van and says his shoe is on fire. Uh, So we're all, like, just baffled at how this could have possibly happened.
Well, turns out Ortorn Knight lent him his Jeski Fire branded lighter, and he wanted to see if he could melt the top off of one of his Jeff the Milkman chocolate milk bottles, right? Well, obviously he succeeded, and some of the hot plastic dropped onto his new shoes. So, of course he tried to burn the plastic off of his shoes so it didn't harden and ruin them. And, yeah, as you can tell, that didn't really work out. Thank God Eric 5 just stocked up on water at the last gas station, but now we've got to make a stop at the next Dubwords, which is our favorite gas station, to refill our supply, so I guess it's not too bad. Speaking of, I think Ash still owes me a pack of Twizzlers. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Sean de Jesus tried to glue as many of them together as they could and tried to jump rope with mine. I, I mean, honestly, it was kind of worth it because Lord Asselberg filmed the whole thing and got some hilarious clips for the gram. And I swear, Isuik has like the best job as our social media manager because like he just gets to edit all the funniest stuff. But uh, oh, well, either way, we made it to the show and the opener, Lady Lorax, freaking killed it. Like, I swear Lexi basically crowd surfed the entire time until their set ended. And oh, the best part of that whole show, I finally, finally got to hang out with Ari. They were the freaking coolest. It was so incredibly awesome to finally meet them in person.